Hey everyone, we are back with a crazy episode. Plenty of takes and arguments are flying around. Mans are popping off. We'll get into a little NBA and a lot of fantasy and college basketball. As always, we're partnered with Amateur Hour Sports Network, so check us out on their webpage. Link is in our IG bio. Alright, y'all know what time it is? Know it all? Drop that beat again. All right, everyone, we're back again. Uh, we have another amazing episode coming up for you guys. Um, Liam, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. Um, nice and early West Coast time. Up to talk some ball. Uh, yes, you are. T- I behaved last night so that I'm in tip-top shape for this episode. So, um, yeah, ready to go. Ready for some banter. We're going to touch on a bit more college and fantasy, which all three of us love. So uh, yes, it's going to be a great episode. Yeah, and then we have uh, we have Andres here again, finally joining us um, for the second time in a row, which is pretty rare. Um, <laughs> yeah, Andres, how are you doing? Good. I'm happy to go back to back against Liam, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this I think this episode's gonna be. Uh, I know we try to say this every week, but definitely gonna be spicy because we have some proper banter topics to go on. Um, there's a the leads calm down a little bit, so we'll have more time to actually argue about things that aren't as important. Yep. very trivial but uh yeah no i'm super excited it's gonna be uh, a lot of fun yeah but like liam said it is an early session liam what, what time is it for you there uh 6 43 a.m local time so uh rise and grind um, yeah for us it's 9 43 that's like my 6 43 <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh yeah so we're recording uh january 17th uh for you guys on, just to get a reference when we uh talk about these topics some games might have passed on monday um so yeah we're looking to get the pot on tuesday so be uh so you guys can listen in you know for all the people that do we appreciate all your support like usual um, but now let's get to it so let's start off obviously the big thing that's happened the harden trade we had an emergency podcast about it um so harden's first game what do you guys think of it well triple double um yeah. so fantasy I- owners are happy yeah, fantasy owners are happy. Looked pretty good. Um, not just in the way he played, but his physique looked a little bit different. I know that was a... He bamboozled everyone. Yeah, he bamboozled I honestly, everyone. like, I know people are joking about fat suits, but I honestly think that might be in play. Yeah. <laughs> like, what happened with yeah. that? I have no yeah, other explanation. Either that or, or someone has to be uh, drug testing him. Like, there's no way he loses that much weight. If I was like, you know he got a fat. test right after that game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, no, it's uh, it was funny because there there was like an interview um Hardin was having with someone I don't know I don't know who it was, and he was asking he's like uh, so uh, so James how's your condi- like how do you think your conditioning is and he just starts laughing laughing and this is like right before the game and he's just laughing I think before the game and then he's laughing and he's like uh uh-huh, it's good so he's like he it's like he knew like he's yeah. like he knew he was bamboozling everyone rips off um, his bat suit and goes out there. yeah exactly and goes out there yeah so. <laughs> I don't know. There's something something sketchy behind the scenes, but yeah. nonetheless, uh, what a what a great game by Harden. Yeah, and he, look, yeah. he looked like he could play off ball. He looked he looked better. Um, yeah, and yeah, uh, I think yeah. Go ahead. Making great passes, fourteen assists. Durant mm-hmm. had forty two points. Harris had seventeen. He's finding Harris for open shots. We'll see what happens when Kyrie gets back, but I think early returns are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, considering that he just came back, the game was pretty close against the uh, against the Magic. But I mean, yeah. what do you expect? You can, that won't be clicking after like what 
seven years yeah. they haven't played together. Mm-hmm. Um, but he took off. He basically took off where he left off from Houston. Nine turnovers. So at least he's consistent. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> almost a quadruple. Almost a quadruple. Oh, almost a quadruple double. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, strong no, performance. No. Can't complain. Yeah. Um. No, it's funny because I remember listening to a podcast and Kevin O'Connor was saying how years ago he was speaking to uh, to James and he was saying how he would like to play more off ball. And I'm pretty sure I mentioned this in the previous podcast, one of our first ones we did. He likes to play more off ball. Um, he doesn't like like the, the solo game so much, or maybe like just like all like all the time. So maybe this will be an indictment of that, and hopefully he could like, for Brooklyn's sake, and that he could be more play like playing more like that, and also just sh- like sharing the ball more, and for the fans as well, because we want to we want to see all those all star like all stars firing and also under right? We don't want to see be isolation every single time they're going on offense. So um, yeah, hopefully, but also I want to do a shout out to uh my boy Josh Meek Levis. He's a avid listener. Uh, yeah, we just got a text from him. It was, it was actually really funny. Um, so, you know, Andres was giving everyone basically A pluses last week in our grades. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was listening to the podcast and he's like, I just, I just learned that Andres is Apollo Abdul of your voting team. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so for you guys don't know, uh, American Idol, I'm sure every you guys do, but Apollo Abdul was a very, uh, renowned judge there. And she always gave everyone like the best, like a very, very glowing, glowing, like, um, grade no matter what um so like even if they were bad you'd, you'd be like oh that was amazing like you're <laughs> so good and uh, that was so on just basically the Paula abdul of our uh what can i say I'm, I'm the cool teacher yeah everyone loves a cool teacher <laughs> no there's on, on, that reference is done you're the Paula abdul now yeah we got to give uh give a shout out for that, that was you said good. you said world renowned so i'll take world renowned <laughs> That's all I heard. Yeah, I whatever, you, whatever, <laughs> yeah, whatever you said before, after, before, and after World Renown doesn't matter. Well, well played, well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> uh, so now we'll move on to um, Harden's um, Brooklyn teammate Kyrie. Uh, just a little bit of an update on that. Um, Kyrie was fined uh, five fifty thousand dollars from the league and also taken a four hundred fifty k per game of his salary, which is a certain percentage of his salary because he's making around like 30-something million. So I think, I don't know what the percentage is off the top of my head. I don't know if you guys know. It's like point something um, of his salary of a percent. So it ends up being around 450K per game. So he loses 900000 from his salary, gets fined 50K. Uh, he missed two games so far. And this was all due to the fact of like those emerging videos of him being at his sister's birthday party in like a club in New Jersey. Um, a lot of people did some digging and ended up actually being a club um it's not it wasn't like in vegas in new jersey it wasn't in like vegas or like toronto it was like a lot of pe- different people were like speculating different things um but yeah so i don't know the videos were pretty like telling uh he wasn't wearing a mask he was inside with a lot of people um there's like no excuse for it um and he's and he did it in the light of like the season just starting like two weeks three weeks in so uh, i don't know Deserved in my opinion, but uh, yeah, just like an update for you guys. He should be coming back soon, right, guys? I think he's um, on the verge of playing again. Yeah, I think so. so. It'll be fun to see the trio at it. Um, yeah, so that's just Kyrie's situation. You don't get too much into it, but uh, just a little yeah. update for you guys. We don't need any more. If Nets you guys talk. are kind of confused with everything that's happening, well, tired, I'm tired of the Nets already. Let's move on. <laughs> happy we have a villain, though. I'm happy we have a villain. Yeah. Um, they are going to be a good villain. The Liam, the Liam's of the NBA. Yeah, yeah, the Liam's. Yeah, soft spot for villains. 
Yeah, where, do you guys like Leo? Do you guys have like a headquarters or somewhere? Like, yeah, where you guys all meet up? Yeah, I've stopped yeah. by sometimes. Austin, <laughs> Austin actually just got kicked out of the club for being a secret agent, but yeah, a yeah, double agent. Yeah, the private headquarters. Austin, Austin just rogue. He's not even like on the good side or the bad side. He's just yeah, rogue. <laughs> he's traded sides so many times from good guys to bad guys. It's hard to keep. Yeah, yeah. The headquarters is probably somewhere lame, like Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, they're like a pass a passcode and the passcode is like auto porter or something like that like, <laughs> something really yeah. trolly yeah it's something trolly uh, but yeah no um so we'll kind of go into now um an okc talk uh okc talk i know like, liam is kind of what something you want to talk about and me as well because i do have some uh fancy stake in okc in a couple of my leagues so um yeah liam i'll, I'll let you start off with this one what what a what a season so far, eh? Yeah, I just think we should give them some some props, some kudos, because I think it was kind of common knowledge almost that they would be dead last in the West this season. People weren't giving them much of a chance, and uh, and they're six and six now. They're playing good basketball, competitive games, and I don't know. You just kind of love to see that rather than like a Detroit or a team that's like, okay, we're tanking, we're gonna lose every game, and and as bad as possible basically i don't know okc they've just got a bit of a culture there like they picked up chris paul last year everyone thought they were just going to trade him in tank they didn't they rode him to the playoffs they trade him for good value this year um and they pick up like they even pick up old guys like horford and hill and instead of just completely benching them they're playing them decent minutes those guys are playing well um and i think it just kind of it just kind of shows that just tanking and just playing young players and just playing worse players isn't always the way to go. I think you kind of got to keep a bit of that, uh, that winning, um, that winning culture within the team. And that's how you bring up good young players rather than saying, okay, go out there and play irresponsible basketball, take every shot you Mm -hmm. want. And it kind of losing the losing attitude festers a little bit. And yeah, you know, maybe that's why some teams aren't making the next step or have really struggled to make the next step like Atlanta um, even mm-hmm. Philly, it took them forever to, to kind of, and they yeah. still haven't really taken that next, next step. Um, mm. so yeah, I think with all the draft picks OKC has to, to come and the, obviously a really well-run front office, um, the coaching staff looks like they know what they're doing, keeping things competitive and a good mix of veteran leaders and, uh, and young players developing. I think, I don't know. I just love to see them doing it. What I think is the right way rather than the easy way of just absolutely cleaning everything out and not even trying basically yeah no um that's totally fair uh like i think kind of to what we were saying before liam like last i think was it when yelena and stefan were on um, about trey young how mm-hmm. um or was it with jd i don't remember but uh basically how trey young got into like could possibly get into bad habits because they were so bad for a decent amount of time that he basically just do whatever he wanted and no one was going to say anything otherwise um, I kind of like what OKC's approach is kind of just kind of putting the best guys out there and just trying to just looking to win, get good experience. Um, so I, I, I agree with you. They're six and six now. Um, players like obviously like Shea's making another step than he did yeah. last year. Okay. Um, Dort, uh, Diallo, uh, so and, and Basley. So like, I think those are pretty solid young players and young pieces. They're playing very well. And um, yeah, no, I really like what they're doing. And um, I, I love this OKC team. 
And it's not like days? it's sorry. I'm just going to jump in one more. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. It's not like they've even had like high draft picks either. They're all like what's their highest draft pick might be Shea, and he was a late lottery pick. Am I or yeah. am I missing any? Because it's all it's all like guys in the teens. Like Basie wasn't high. Pakusevsky wasn't high. Diallo yeah. wasn't high. Dort wasn't high. Was Dort even drafted? Might have been undrafted. Drafted. Yeah, I'm um, pretty sure he was undrafted, and he came in the bubble and came in hot. Yeah, so it's not like they're uh, they're 76ers where they're getting yeah. three first overall picks and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Also, also, well, to be fair though, their uh, their their draft picks, you don't have to worry too much because they have so many for so long. Yeah. So they don't have to worry about tanking now. Yeah. They could just wait it out like oh yeah, eight years. They don't <laughs> have to shoot a high percentage. They're just bombing away from three. With yeah, the exactly. Yeah. Up, and then they're happy. Yeah, I was like a Liam at halftime at other action yeah. games. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I just, yeah, go ahead, Drake. Go ahead. Uh, no, I completely agree with you guys. Uh, I always appreciate like a good front office, good coaching staff, and uh, obviously you got to root for the Canadian SGA and Dort. Um, we're on like, I don't know. There's not much to say that you guys haven't already said. Um, I think OKC is doing a good job over there, and um, I'm, re- I'm really rooting for them. I'm, I'm hoping they they continue to be a good franchise because they kind of they kind of deserve it. Imagine if they make the playoffs over like, I don't know, like. Like a Denver or like a Golden State or someone like Denver. How dare you? How dare you say Denver? Well, Denver's. uh, I'm just looking at records. Denver six and six too. Golden State six and six. Come on, Liam. Or even they make over like a Pelicans. Like the Pelicans should be way better. Yeah, yeah, way more better. But please say that. Please say that. Keep the Nuggets out of your. Even the Timberwolves should be better. They've been spoon fed first. First overall. To be fair, Carl Anthony Towns has been injured for like a lot of. Okay, with Carl Anthony Towns, they probably would have had similar record. Let's be real here. They, yeah, they, they, still, they showed you nothing otherwise. They showed you nothing I'm not saying, otherwise. I'm not saying that uh, Timberwolves are going to be, like, top eight, but I'm just saying, like, the the, the reason they should be better is because Anthony Towns has been, like, they shouldn't be 3-8. Yeah. He's been injured for, like, yeah, the, fair uh, enough. majority of the start of the season. But, um, yeah, it would be a surprise if OKC could make it in that West, into the playoffs. Also, do we rate Memphis? I know we didn't have plans, but, like, I honestly don't. I, I, I kind of like watching them. You're a drummer hater. They've been a team that I've watched a little bit more than... More than usual this year, so I kind of like watching them. As in rates, do I think they can sneak into the play-in game and probably lose? I guess that's where I rate them. I don't know. I don't rate <laughs> yeah, them very high. I agree. I don't. I don't know. Do I? I don't even know if I had them in. No, you, you rate them pretty low, and uh, yeah. on your rating, because mm-hmm. you're a John Brown hater. That's why. I mean, he's uh, he's good, but I don't know. With, with Jaron Jackson Jr. out for a while, I don't know if like I trusted them to have a good enough record to be able to make in a play-in spot. But uh, yeah, no. So I guess we're kind of just moving on to some fancy basketball now because that's something we always want to talk about. And with having us three here, uh, it's gonna be like basically a recipe for disaster because we basically have all differing opinions. Um, we have a fun topic now. Let's do. Um, so we have we have a lot of history in fancy basketball history. We have been playing a, uh, the same league for I don't even know how long. Um, was it since like university? So maybe what like f- four or five years we've been playing in the same league. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, so we have uh, a lot of history um, with each other. So we have some fun topics coming up for you guys. A lot of banter. The first one is um, so we're gonna analyze each other's teams, um, and then we're gonna pick one, essentially one player we're gonna hype up from each team, and one player we're basically gonna shit on on each other's team. So for example, I'm gonna pick. Um, I know Liam has a lot of players like a shit on, but I'm gonna pick only one, and then I'm gonna <laughs> pick one player that I need to hype up, and I'll do the same for Andre's team, and he'll do the same for me, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, first we'll, I guess we'll preface this with like, we'll kind of just mention quickly 
each other's teams so that the audience has like kind of a a visual of kind of what our team looks like instead of just us naming players. Um, so I guess Liam, if you want to list off your team first, all right, um, let me pull Andres up. Andres will go, and then uh, I'll go last. Let me pull up my stacked roster here. All right, <laughs> so right now I'm rocking with uh, Tyrese Maxey, Steph Curry, Kyle Anderson, Hamadou Jallo, not for long. <laughs> Rashawn Holmes, Daniel Tice, Rudy Gobert, Bam Adebayo, Wendell Carter, the much coveted Laurie Markinen, Anthony Davis, Christian Wood, Kelly Olynyk, and then stashed in IR, John Wallet and Derek White. Okay, so actually, before you say yours, let's just give our opinions on, on Liam's team so it's fresh in the listeners' mind. He needs to list his whole team. So yeah. I'll give I'll let you have the opportunity first to say your two players that one you want to hype up for Liam. Or do you want to just do like shit on first and then we'll hype him up? Um let's, let's just let's just focus on like we'll go team first. So then we'll do like we'll cover his team first and then we'll we'll Well, we'll no, like on. yeah. I mean I don't want to go too into it. Like No, but like I'm just saying like we'll say we'll our two, two like that we want for Liam both. First, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha, on. gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So you uh, go first. You yeah. go first? Okay. Well um Okay, so I, I spent a lot of time, a lot of time, um, kind of criticizing Liam, but I did have him in our preseason rankings as like one of my contending Wait, teams. You, you had you had him or uh, or what? Or what had him? My apologies, <laughs> Woj had him. Okay, okay. Uh, for so a contending team for our league to win, because he does have a really good team, and Steph Curry has been lighting it up. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I do want to give credit to Liam. He, he does have an itchy finger when it comes to trades, so I'm surprised he didn't really blow up Steph Curry last season and try trading him. So I'm kind of, I kind of appreciate that he kept him and it actually brought him up like a long way. But the, the, the praise has to go to Christian Wood. This guy's been hyping up Christian Wood like the, the, yeah. the number one fan of Christian Wood and he's actually been producing and I don't see him slowing down. So I'm really attempted to just e-transfer my $20 already for a bet. But um, but who knows what can what happen with the season? What was the bet again? You want to give the listeners uh, some? Um, so it was it was something along the lines of he's averaging like seventeen six and six or something like that for the se- upcoming season. Um, I don't is know if Liam can he's clarify. Average six assists, is he? No, seventeen six and two two assists. And two, sorry, oh. sorry, yeah. Oh, okay, so okay, okay. I was um, and he's blowing that out of the water right now. So the only argument yeah. we're having right now is what is a full season. But yeah. in the end, I think I'm just going to end up giving it to him because he was a well-deserved $20 for having faith in Christian Wood. Yeah. A well-deserved. Okay. So that's going to be my appraisal. And my um, criticism will be, I know John Wall is kind of producing right now, but I think his faith in John Wall is going to actually like hurt him because he's not. I already know he's not going to play this full season, 100%. No, he's he going to play taking a yeah, he's gonna, he's already gonna take a tumble in his washroom, or maybe trip when he's walking the dog, and he's gonna be out for the rest of the season. Walking so, the dog. <laughs> so I can give him dog walking tips if he needs. Actually, I might have to ring him. <laughs> maybe actually, maybe. But in saying that, like Liam has a pretty good team, and I'm not gonna pick on one of his waivers to shit on because that's not fair. So I was gonna say like John John Wall yeah. is probably gonna be my criticism just because he's so injury prone, and Liam's kind of rely on him, which is not great. Yeah. Um, well, so I, that's I, gonna be mine. Yeah, well, I don't know if you you obviously woke up on the right side of the bed this morning, Andrew, because I'm an absolute shit on L- Liam's. Oh, here we go. Okay. So, so we had a couple that I was debating between. Um, so I don't, I don't I want to didn't, I didn't want to go the conventional route because I could easily shit on John Wall. We've been doing that for a long time, but I, I won't copy you on just because you kind of said it yourself. It's good, but I have okay. First of all, I have. Why the fuck is Daniel Tice on your team? That's what, that's what I want to know. <laughs> like, 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 he's, hey, a, he's, he's irrelevant. 
It's because <laughs> uh, Grant Williams, Robert Williams, and uh, the whole Williams Tristan, Thompson. Just those two, and Tristan Thompson were all supposed yeah. to be out for COVID, but then Tice had a bunch <laughs> of games postponed at the start of the week, so now it just looks foolish. But yeah, and it's and it's it funny because. <laughs> It's funny because Liam used all three of his waiver pickups in the like beginning of the week. Too, so he <laughs> he couldn't do anything to the waiver period. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't do anything to fix that after. Um, He's a good ratio though. But, yeah, pickup per minute. Uh, I just want to give. Fantastic. I want to give. Like I don't even think I understand the logic, but I just wouldn't have faith in Daniel Tays anyways. I want to give the listeners a little bit of a kind of summary of what he's done in the past like three games. Um, he has eight points. And 10 rebounds. That's it. He has 10 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. And then he has 13 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist, and 1 block. So that's just, that's just the past three games, but the season averages is 7.5 points, 0. 0.9 blocks, 0. 0.4 steals, 1.3 assists, and 5 rebounds. That's sick for like a 24-man uh, fantasy yep. league. Move him in, move him out. He came in, he got me those. <laughs> 10 rebounds that one game. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just I just saw that no business. And also, um, I was going to say mention Kyle Anderson as as a, a player I was going to shit on too. I know Liam was really high on him. I am high on Kyle Anderson. Yeah, but he's not that good. Why? What do you mean? Dude, pull up his season stats. Because I know you had him from the beginning of the season, so I'm not going to I'm not gonna pull up recent games. I know you had him. You drafted him, right? No, I uh, I picked him up. He was one of my... I think he was actually my first waiver wire pickup. Yeah, so I knew you had him for a long time. So that's what I'm, I'm just going to say his like season averages because he was gassing him up. He has thirteen like 12.8 points. He has 4.3 assists, 7.2 rebounds, no block, no steals, basically, 0. 0.5, no blocks, 0. 0.8. Um, 0. 0.8 block doesn't no blocks. <laughs> okay, it doesn't... It's not going to do anything, really. You're not even averaging one. 0.8 blocks out of the small forward position, 4.3 assists out of the small forward position. If you rate 0.8 blocks, then I don't, I don't even know how you, you like. Yeah, th- this is a little similar situation where, like, Liam, I don't want to give it away or anything, but Liam was kind of shitting on Lonnie Walker for me. And I feel like how yeah. I'm just giving you the exact same thing. And Lonnie Walker's even better, I would say, than, um, than Kyle Anderson. So keep that in mind. Um, and then Liam, Kyle Anderson also mind. only averaging 40. 40 I'm being generous because I'm rounding up 42% from field goal. So. <laughs> yeah, his field goal needs he needs to step it up there. I'll give you that. Yeah. But 0. 0.8 yeah. blocks so, is, isn't something to. That's trash, bro. That's trash. 0. 0.8 blocks is nothing. Like that that's not, doesn't do an ending for you. But anyways, that was two players. I like I lost. Uh, I got out of hand there. But all right. Uh, so show me some love boost, now. Show yeah, me some, love. some boost. Uh, I was going to mention Christian Wood for the obvious reasons as we were. Yeah. Uh, you and I were super high Christian Wood. But I'll just mention another one because you me- you mentioned um uh Christian Wood already Andres, um but and I talked about him a lot in the pod. But uh, I'll say it's kind of a conventional one. But Bam Adebayo, um, this is this is someone that Liam drafted. You drafted him, right? You didn't trade for him. No, I picked no, him I, up I, late late in the season when Whiteside was still on the team, but they were kind of okay. saying Whiteside was gonna gonna leave. So yeah, okay. So yeah, this is where Liam's tinkering sometimes comes to fruition. Um, when he just it's more it's not, it's not even like. Um, value is just more volume, and he just and he just hits. Um, so this is one of the volume ones that he picked. Up, he's averaging eighteen point six points, and he's he's taking a boost from last year too. Um, he's averaging one point two blocks. His steals is a little bit like I think I feel like his steals is higher last year, wasn't it? Like I'm not saying it's a bad. I but think he was. I think he was, was over one last year. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like he's just a point nine, but it's still pretty good uh, for a big if he's getting one point two blocks. 
uh, 5.8 assists, 8.8 rebounds. You'd love to see. His free throw percentage is really good for a big, 84%. And uh, his field goal percentage is obviously a, uh, really good for a big. Gets you no threes, but what can you do? Um, you, uh, he basically gets you at, like every other category. His turnovers are not terrible either. So yeah, I would say Bam out of bio is a really good player for your team. And considering you picked him up, um, that's kudos, kudos to you. Thanks, right. boys. I can't yeah. believe no one shouted out Rashawn Holmes. The guy's shooting know, 70% was, from the field, 83% from the line. I was close, but I had to do – just because of our bat, Liam, I had to pick Christian Wood. Fair enough. Yeah. I had to. Yeah. Rashawn Holmes is, is a good one. Um, yeah, his percentages are really good. Uh, but I would say, like, I don't know. For, for me, it, like, I think Bam was, like, a more highlight because Rashawn Holmes is a good piece. And you also boosted him too much for me to, like, give you kudos for him. Cause he like you boost him like he's a Bam Adebayo, not a not a Rashawn Holmes. So good thing, uh, good thing Ryan picked up uh, uh, Hassan Whiteside in the first round of a draft. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> God damn, that was a fucking bust. Also, I love I love me Ryan Sherwood. I love him so much. Most over- overrated fantasy player. Dan <laughs> <laughs> honestly hates it, bro. He's and got he's, he's got he's, he's got he's gotten higher standings than you have in the past. And, one, and I'm going to keep saying it. Overrated. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go, uh, let's go Andres. Jeez. Okay. Andres. I just want to preface and say, like, I'm not saying the starting lineup of the all-star teams. This is actually my fantasy team. Just, <laughs> I just want to let you guys know. All right, <laughs> so let's Don't get bamboozled. Okay. Right. So, I got a newly acquired Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Kevin Herter, Tyus Jones, uh, Yanis, Okoro, Davis Burns, Lavian Laser, Andre Drummond, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, uh, Goran Dragic, Lonnie Walker, uh, Draymond. I have an extra, extra player that's up to in the IR. Um, I just picked up Monty Morris and Russell Westbrook and Torian Prince in the IR. Hmm. Okay, so uh, Liam, there's a lot of, seeing, a lot of juice. Seeing, this is like when the, the draft strategy stars and scrubs. That's what that team is. Lots of stars, <laughs> lots of scrubs. So um, I'm... I'm, I'm, uh, I'm yeah, I'm like uh, I'm salivating at going about to shit on someone, and yeah. I'm just, I think I just knows who who is. I mean, there's, there's plenty yeah, of. I already, I already know who did, isn't it? Okay, um, but uh, Liam, Liam, do you want to go first? Or you want me to take this one? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna shit on Draymond Green because uh, <laughs> Dre was so pumped he's a, for he was Draymond his, he was Green. Keeper. Yeah, he was yeah, he was I, a keeper. He I, moved I, I like an early round pick for him. I, Last season, I sweated him out too because he was horrible with stuff out there. Yeah, and I'm like, he's exactly. gonna do better. He's gonna do better. He's burning a hole in your in your uh, lineup. Hey, I still the won the league. Season. I still won the league though. Yeah, we'll see. What... He's 28 percent from field goal. <laughs> yeah, know, seriously, so this guy's <laughs> so shooting 28 percent, averaging four <laughs> points a game, 64 percent from free throw line. We know you're not getting Draymond for his points, but four points a game, Draymond, that's got to be I a know, career yeah, low. Um, you're at least expecting like a 10. Like a ten, eight, and seven, or a ten, yeah. eight, and ten from Draymond. Even like even eight points would be good. Even yeah, double your points, bro. Five rebounds, six point six assists isn't bad. Only zero point three blocks from Draymond. You'd expect yeah, him yeah. to have for, that up over one. A former defensive um, player of the year. So yeah, I think Draymond has has let you down ever since you uh, traded for him. So I completely agree with you. Liam. And kept him. You must be. But I can't. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> the hard part is you can't drop a player like Draymond because you're gonna feel so garbage if he picks it up. Like in like. One or two weeks. So, yeah, 
He kind of handcuffs me. Yeah, so yeah, just keep, yeah, just keep him under. Yeah. Keep him under. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, wait, you can't drop him. You gotta keep yeah, you can't. Yeah, you have to. Like, I know. I, I totally get it. Keep doing you'll, it. You'll regret yeah. this. You'll I also think Tyus this. Jones is worth a keep as well. And, uh, like, you should be keeping him all season, maybe keeping keeping him as a, as a, as a keeper next year. So, yeah. Okay. Good to know. I noted down. All right. Who's, uh, who's your one that you would give Andres some props for, Liam? I'm going to give Andres some credit for, and uh, Dre actually had a pretty good draft this year, which is very, uh, very irregular for it's not him. Like me. Yeah. It's not um, like me. Uh, that's, that's, not, that's not chalk for Andres. Like, no, but I think he's found quite a valuable rookie here in Isaac Okoro. Um, and coming from a guy who drafted Killian Hayes, and Hayes looked horrible and yeah, then got it's... hurt, it's tough to pick out the rookies that are going to do good. So I'll give Dre credit for drafting Okoro, playing a ton of minutes. He doesn't have amazing fantasy numbers yet, but... I think when you when you have rookies who are playing minutes and you know his role in the team is pretty secure, then uh, then I think you're happy about that. Much unlike Hayes, whose role was looking horrible, Okoro's looking solid, and uh, and I think on a crap team like Cleveland or who I expect to be a crap team, he'll uh, his his usage and minutes will only continue to go up as the season goes on. So there's my Thanks, love Liam. for Isaac Okoro. I was actually going to drop Okoro, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Liam's, Liam's not going to be able to sleep tonight. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Edit that part out. Never mind. Yeah. Um, okay, so now it's my turn. I cannot wait. So I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you my boost first, so I have like a little bit of time to actually like shit on shit on this player. That I can't wait to shit on. Um, so my boost will be Malcolm Brogdon. I know you just acquired him, and that's why I kind of wanted to give you a kudos because um, the fact that you acquired Malcolm Brogdon in that trade, as well as um, who, who else did you get? So I'll give the I'll give the listeners a little bit of a deep dive on what the trade yeah, was. Yeah. So I traded um, another owner, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland and Chris Boucher, which I'm kind of hesitant on Chris Boucher trading because he's actually lighting it up. Boucher's, um, Boucher's been on fire, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I got Malcolm Brogdon, Andre Drummond, and Kevin Herter in return, and a second round, and I gave him my third. Yeah, so keep in mind that this is a, a keeper league for listeners. We keep eight players, and then we just redraft. So we do have picks and stuff going in and out. Um, but yeah, so Malcolm Brogdon, that's my person I want to give you uh, props for. He's averaging 20, like close, basically 23 points. Um, he's very, very, very good with the ball. He's only, for a point guard, he's only averaging 1.7 turnovers, which is like amazing. Yeah. Um, he's getting close to two steals, 7.4 assists, and four rebounds. Uh, he's really good. Uh, free throws, 80, 88%. Um, field goal percentage is uh, 48%. So... And he's got almost making three 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 pointers a game. So like that's like basically all around gives you everything you need. Um, there's like really no bad stat. Like you're not expecting a blocks from your point guard. So, and he's just probably going to even get more usage with uh, Victor Oladipo gone. And and also I want to say like very sad that Karis Avert. Um, I don't know if you you guys heard, but um, he's found like a mass in his uh, kidneys. So he's gonna be out indefinitely. We don't know what the diagnosis is, but. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, I think Andres, you mentioned that the Pacers got a second round pick for that, right? Yeah, for like the yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think that's very sad. But yeah, Brogdon, that's my my boost for you. Uh, good good trade in acquiring. I mean, good good on you for acquiring him. Um, but yeah, now to my shit on. Cannot wait. And uh, I don't know, Leo. I don't know if you're gonna guess. Who do you think I'm gonna shit on? Who's the one player? Um, there's a lot. Who, but who do you? Who do you I don't think? know. Let me. I had already pulled up your team because I was getting ready for yeah for your roast. Uh, Let me go back okay. to Dan's okay. team. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe Drummond because he's 
kind of Jared Allen moved in. I don't know how I, you seem really excited. Oh, probably Westbrook, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just scrolled down to the IR spot and I'm thinking it be Westbrook. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Liam, you got it right on. The player I'm going to absolutely shut down is Russell Westbrook. I mean, my brother has like multiple. I don't know. He's just being defensive because he wants to feel like he has a good fantasy team. But Russell Westbrook is a player I'm going to absolutely shit on. Um, he's declined like massively since um, who who owned him before? Uh, was he Liam? No, no, it was, uh, uh, no. It was Reed. I one think. of the whipping boys. Reed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reed, yeah. No, so as a going from a a very uh, loving franchise like Reed's team, I think his morale probably went down going to Andres's team because he's declined ever since every year. Uh, well, not true. Not um, last year. He's not getting as many but, shots. Andres, yeah. big players. <laughs> Um, but so he's averaging, I'll give you guys a little snapshot. So these are the kind of good stats that he has, which is only three, um, 19 points, 11 assists and nine rebounds. So in a, in an eight cat league that we play in, is it no nine cat? Nine, he gives you basically three. So that's obviously not good. Um, for someone you basically, uh, want to be carrying your, your, uh, your franchise. Um, these are the bad stats and there's a lot of them. So he's averaging thirty eight point thirty eight percent for field goal, and he takes and you know that's high uh, volume. <laughs> yes, you know that's high high volume. Um, he's averaging sixty six or sixty six percent of rounding up from the free throw line, and you know that's a lot too. So nice of you to round uh, up too. It's actually sixty five point seven. Thank you, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, averaging one point three steals, which is like all right, like it's Westbrook, like you expect someone to get some steals. Um, not like the what he used to be averaging, but it's all right. Um, he gained 0.3 blocks. You're not expecting again much from a point guard, so he doesn't get you much there. Um, and then he's averaging only 1.43s for the amount of shots he's ta- he takes. So that's not very good for someone that you're expecting to get more threes from. And he's averaging you 5.3 turnovers a game. So, so all those turnovers he's saving with Brogdon taking care of the ball, Westbrook's just giving him away for free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So maybe there was a little bit, maybe there was a little balancing there for Andres in that trade. Uh, might be good on him, but uh, I just I just haven't seen him admit that he that Russell Westbrook is not a very good fantasy asset for him um, because he's giving you basically three categories in a nine cat league. Um, that that is a very what um, Austin Rebello wanted to call me very Daniel stat line, even though it's not true. But he's uh, <laughs> proclaiming that I only look at three categories. That's essentially what Andres is doing right now with Westbrook. He's not a good fantasy value. He's trash. And uh, I just want to understand that because yeah, in public because I know I've been telling him constantly, and he's saying he's good, but he's okay. not good. Okay, let me make my so. case. Let me make my case. So I never actually raved about West Westbrook. Let's just make that. Let's make that clear. I just my argument was that on my team, he he is is he compliments my team because I'm giving up already turnovers because I got Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, and Yanis. Two superstars who heavily handle the ball for their teams who already get a massive amount of turnovers. So I already lose turnovers every week. So turnovers are already gone. Free throw percentage, my team is garbage at free throw percentage. So I throw free throw percentage. So there's two categories already you that mean you take out. You mean, oh, free throw, yeah, sorry. Yeah. There's already two categories that I really don't care about. So Westbrook doesn't mm-hmm. matter if he makes it worse. And then the only ones that do hurt me is the field goal percentage because I'm pretty uh, competitive at field goal percentage. And then um, everything else, like it doesn't really, obviously my guard's not going to get me blocks. So that doesn't matter. And then so rebounds, assists, uh, steals to a little extent, and points. So that's all I need him for anyways. So w- regardless of what you think, maybe in your team, you might need these categories, but I don't. And, and Westbrook, is, to go back to your point, he's not carrying my franchise. 
as I stated, I have Joel Embiid, Yanis, and Nikola Jokic. Those people are what, 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 what did you What did you trade for Westbrook? <laughs> uh, I traded TJ Warren, and um, there was one other player. Uh, Terry Rozier to, for Westbrook last beginning of last season, and last season he lit it up on Houston, so it carried my. It, he helped my team win a championship. I will say um, it is a good pairing, like Yanis and Westbrook, because they both are really good in the same categories and both suck in like the same categories. So if you are punting like turnovers, free throws, um, then it is good to have them both on the same team. So you can throw those all the way out, but they will bring up your assists, points, rebounds. Exactly. So that's my that was my case for I never said Russell Westbrook is carrying my franchise like Daniel insinuated because clearly other players are already doing that on my team. And the only thing I will say is field goal percentage does bring it down a little bit when I'm competing field goal percentage. But that's about it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you do have to basically win five categories, right? And he's only giving you three. So, I mean... Bro, sure. I'm not expecting him be, to win, be, win me three categories. No he players could be gonna helping win you, you in, what, in what you need, but like... No player is mean, winning you five categories single-handedly. I can tell you that. But I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's going to single-handedly has to win you, but he's not contributing in anything but three, so... Three um, out of five. Sure. That's the way you have huh? to think about it. This is why you don't win any, any fantasy leagues now. Because you Wait, expect what? to win... Wait, you sorry, ex- what'd you say? Three out of five, because you have to win five. To okay. win the league, to win your to win your week. This is why Daniel does not so, win any any so, any, wait, any. So two reasons. So wait, let me tell you. Win. Let me tell you. There's two reasons why you don't win fantasy. One is because mm-hmm. you think youth is above quality. That's your first one. The second mm-hmm. one is because you think you have to win eight eight categories per week mm-hmm. in order to in, to, in order to win fantasy, which so, you don't. So so your argument's okay, fair, but but you want to say that <laughs> you're just focusing on only five and not trying to compete in any other three. So you're basically just. You're s- narrowing your margin of error to just f- specifically five categories, and if someone beats you in one of those five, you lose that week. Yeah, why, but, why, why but, basically narrow that margin of margin of error because rather than just try to be competitive in more than more than because five. then you're thinning yourself out and you have more chances of losing in the other ones. But you're not. But you're not thinning yourself out with Westbrook. He only gives you three categories. Like it's not like. Well, you were saying you know, one like, player, but I'm talking about your philosophy, not just Westbrook. No, but I'm saying no. I'm saying to you, this is why I'm shitting on Westbrook. I'm not saying your team is like this. I'm saying this is why I'm shitting on Westbrook. He doesn't get you anything but like three categories, basically. And I just don't think he's a very valuable fancy asset. If he's only so, so, you so you'd rather That's my point. you'd rather me trade Westbrook for like Kyle Anderson who gets you one stat one stat in each other category just to be just I to mean, be better. If, if you did that, you'd be pulling an Austin Robello and trading <laughs> at least like like so someone like, gets I don't you get, I, I don't get what you're Thing rather saying. than someone against nothing so i don't get i don't get what you're saying yeah but uh no that's my sh- that's what i want to shut down but i think we wasted enough time on uh talking about westbrook and fantasy which is more than anyone should be talking about westbrook and fantasy <laughs> uh but uh so yeah you guys now it's your turn <clears throat> go to my team um i'll list my team first i know this is something you guys are are um licking your lips to try to get a taste of I have probably definitely the, the best young young core of our <laughs> keeper league, and there's like no doubt at all that this is a thing, because we all know the players I have. People are salivating over. Um, so here here's my here's my team. I just want to preface this with like I have because my team is so young and so good. I have a large window to win the league compared to other <laughs> other teams. And he's really going to use that. Use that <laughs> window. No rush whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So um, I'll start off. So I have I have Devin Bucker, Victor Oladipo, uh, Luguin Dort, Ben Simmons, Blake Griffin. Uh, I just picked up Maurice Wagner, uh, Jermichael Green, Mike Conley, Danny Green. Uh, Kevin Porter, 
D'Angelo Russell, uh, Mikael Bridges, Larry Nance, and then unfortunately Jason Tatum and Carl Anthony Towns both have COVID, so they're both in my IR. That's my team. Uh, I don't know who wants to go first. You guys could um, decide amongst yourselves. I'm ready. I'm going to get the love and over with first because okay. uh, I've got a lot of hate <laughs> for this team. And, yeah, you know that I, I'm in love with uh, Mikhail Bridges uh, yes. taking another step this year, averaging 15 points, which is more than I thought he was. I thought he was more of a defensive stat threes guy, but mm. he's putting up volume points now as well. So he's yeah. taking a great step. So he's an awesome piece on your team that's outside of the obvious ones, Tatum Towns, etc. cetera, mm-hmm. uh, Tatum Towns Booker, Simmons. Um, yeah, Bridges is a great, uh, great keeper. Um, although that sweetness I just gave comes with a touch of spice because <laughs> I believe you are on the border of keeping him, right? And I'm sure it, if yes, you if yes. you wouldn't have kept him, it would have been for just some asinine decision keeping. Like, <laughs> it, I don't prob- know. it probably it probably would have been Boucher. Oh, okay. be I guess that yeah. wouldn't have been too bad, but yeah. um, yeah, I would have been absolutely salivating in that first round seeing Mikhail Bridges back on the board, and hopefully would have been able to take him. Um, hopefully yeah. I would have taken him over Hayes in this all that was that was honestly that was kind of like me with um Christian Wood when you when you picked a Christian Wood I was because I know I know there was a moment where you were debating not keeping him or not I remember we were talking <laughs> no and, there was not <laughs> we could look we could look through the text we could look through the text because sure. I remember I was sure. I, I was asking you I was I don't know if you were just basically setting me up to try to I don't yeah. know why you would be saying lying this to me because then it would just increase like my hunger towards him um but it would just it would, you were debating not keeping him. You're like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna keep him. Um, like I don't know, like because he was in Detroit still. Obviously, this is like at the end of like last season. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it could be kind of crowded. I'm not sure. Um, he's like and stuff like that. And he's, at this point, he only had a good like three weeks. Like it wasn't like a lot. So you were you were on the fence about it. That's what you told me. I don't know if you meant it. If but, I uh, yeah, so. if I said that, I must have been playing some sort of angle. Maybe I was trying to be like, yeah, I don't know what man, angle, but... you should definitely keep Griff Blake Griffin because I don't know if he's going to be sick. <laughs> but I didn't tell I'm you not even sure if I'm keeping Lloyd I, 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 good. Probably something <laughs> like that. I mean, I don't know, uh, but yeah. So, anyways, but yeah. So I guess whether you're lying or not, my understanding was we're in the same position because you wanted you wanted him and I was going to keep him, but or debating. So sorry, go ahead, go ahead. But yeah, no, um, Mikhail Bridges. Thank God you kept him. Would have been a a, a Gilgis Alexander esque mistake. If you... Yes, yes, it would have been. I would have probably cried, hundred percent. What you got, Dre? On this team here. Oh, okay. Um, oh, so you guys are just hey, you, you didn't pick me after. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, gonna, I was thinking we get loving over with and then oh, okay. <laughs> team up on the on the shitting okay. part. All right, I'm gonna go on um, the, the loving side. I gotta go to your draft picks because they were really. Um, like Dor Lugans Dork is was uh was your last pick of the draft, which is actually like unreal that you ended up uh, drafting him and he ended up producing what he's doing. So I'm gonna give you props for that one, and I'm gonna do another one as well, Mike Conley. Yeah, because he a lot of people underrated Mike Conley this year and thought he wasn't gonna do much. Um, but he's averaging 17, four, five, uh, four rebounds, five assists, and only 2.3 turnovers. Um, shooting pretty decent, 45 percent, and then 77 from free throw. And getting you three three pointers, so that was an, that that that's like waiver pickup or like a I guess waiver pickup or draft pick that can really produce on your team. And mm. yeah, giving kudos to your to the two of those people for your draft because well done. Thank you, thank well you. Well done, sir. I am known to be an excellent drafter. Um, I still have basically four of the people I drafted. No, three of the people. My core three, which was like Anthony Towns, Ben Simmons, Devin Booker. Um, probably the, one of the, the best three young core in the league for sure in our league fantasy league. So, 
I've been I've been known to, oh. to for my drafting. For Congrats sure. on still having your first three picks. <laughs> I know, I know, right? draft. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, I thought you were going to say your first three picks of this season. I was like, yeah, yeah that's that's what I thought too. Yeah. And uh, and you guys also forgot Larry Nance as well. You guys also because everyone's shitty on me for Larry Nance when when I when I drafted him. I but, mean, there's uh, still time. Don't worry. There's still time. No, no, to, to no. He's a he's going to be a valuable <laughs> asset to to Cleveland. He's going to be starting. So I know Torian Prince there now. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? All right. I'm going to get on with the hate here because, yeah, there's just a few question marks to say the least on this team. Uh, and me, I kind of do, but. Me and Liam are going to be like the Dragon Ball Z fusion for, yeah. for these days. Fusion. Yeah. So, first, I just got to say this guy's love for Blake Griffin ever since he picked him up from uh, Waivers is. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I'm understand. On it. I'm on that train. Blake Griffin. I'm on he that kept train. Blake Griffin. Griffin is like un- just so washed. Uh, and talk like, about talk know, about a 13... talk about a value village Russell Westbrook. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, thirty nine percent, thirty nine and sixty seven. I will say four point seven assists from a power forward. That's great. Good for you, Blake. But to be fair to, to what Andre's saying, at least I'm not giving excuses for why I'm rating Blake Griffin. Well, you still have your team. What, what excuse do you need? I said you still have your team. Understand. Um, not Liam. Point nine steals. Point nine steals. What do you yeah. mean not existent? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Point nine steals isn't horrible. I don't. I don't. rate really point nine steals. But for for I'm just teasing Liam because he was saying point eight matters. But, but uh, you got to consider point eight steals from a small forward isn't isn't a, a bad thing. Like I, I'd say that's in the upper echelon of small forwards. For to, to think. No, to think. No, that's a piece. Yeah. To think that you could have kept Chris Boucher instead. Yeah, and yeah, he could have kept have Boucher instead of Griffin. Knew, no one knew Boucher was going to be this good. He's been yeah. exploding lately, but yeah, I, I think Aaron your Bay, love I, for Griffin like, definitely was, yeah. was a little too strong. Yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, I'll, like, like to kind of create Boucher's point, um, I personally thought Aaron Baines was going to have a way bigger role in the team. Me too. And that's why I like, also drafted him as my second last pick. He's garbage. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he's just been terrible. Uh, yeah, play Griffin kind of to the end what you're saying. I definitely expected a lot more from him for sure. Um, I got him basically for free because of a situation where Dallas dropped him because he was trying to win a championship. So I know there's a lot of people that were were looking to get him because when I picked him up, people were messaging in the group chat saying, no way, you got Blake Griffin or you got him for free. You're testing Dallas, why are you dropping him? <laughs> um, but I remember that's that. True. That's true. That's actually facts. That's actually facts. That's actually facts. Yeah. Um, I remember but, you saying, oh, now I have two guys who banged Kendall Jenner on my team. And I was already chirping <laughs> you for having Blake Griffin back then. <laughs> I'm keeping that going right now. Yeah. I, like, I didn't say it like that. I just said it like who dated Kendall Jenner. But oh. sure, if you want to say I bet. I bet. T- tomato, it's tomato, true. tomato. Yeah, tomato, tomato. Um, but no, no, like yeah, like he definitely is not what uh what I expected for sure. Um, he's his field goal percentage is absolutely like, so trash. Um, he's missing some games just due to rest. Um, yeah, like I mean, <laughs> you're resting. I'm kind of the same role as, as Andre did for Draymond. Um, I can't really drop like Griffin now because no, he knows like if he picks it up a little bit, you can definitely can. Um, I mean, he's a, he's a better Draymond, so <laughs> that's for yeah. sure. And you saw Draymond and agree. Yeah, but Draymond took a whole season uh-huh. off. Like Griffin took a whole season out on the court. What do you mean? No, he was injured. He came back from a from an injury, and he still continued a season off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I agree. Blake Griffin, not the greatest. Bad luck for me. Um, bad luck. This guy plays with bad luck. Oh my god, I hate this guy. Hate this what? Guy. What? You're blaming it on bad luck. It's just poor fantasy. I said bad luck. No, bad luck. Oh, bad luck. they said bad, bad luck. luck for me. I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, god. Okay, go ahead, Andres. Now you could. Okay. I 100 percent was going to take Blake Griffin too. Also, <laughs> <laughs> number one pick doesn't take. But considering the fantasy owner you are now, 
and what you've been spewing to me before about the best availability is being on the court. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm going to I like where we're going. I'm gonna criticize you going? on Carl Anthony Towns. Just oh, because, okay. oh my god! Just because, just because, what? no, just this is strictly between a feud between me and you, because um, you said you were criticizing Joel Embiid so much for not staying on the court, and this season mm-hmm. Carl Anthony Towns will probably lose you your fantasy season. I know it's just tough because he got COVID and it's different. Yeah, COVID, so I'm not slamming you, but I'm just criticizing you because he has he played four games so far, and you and you might be going two and two into this into this week. That's okay. So and then that wasn't really partially to Anthony Towns. Um, a lot of it's been like injury and like COVID and stuff that's really like affected my team. Like having Jason Tatum get COVID, you and like I was winning with Anthony Towns out. I was two and one. I'll tell and you what else it's been. been. It's been you rostering Kevin Porter, who hasn't even played yet this season. <laughs> I, it's yeah, not I, even I, on I your rostered. IR because your IR no, is no. full. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I just switched that yesterday because he's, he's, uh, he's joined. He joined the bench for Cleveland, and he's gonna oh. be uh, playing soon. So yeah, and I, Carlton Town just got COVID, so I switched. I just switched that. But he was in my IR before. I don't know why so, you got Kevin Porter on your team. This is this is where when Drake says you value youth <laughs> over that, actual quality, an example is having Kevin Porter on your team right now. But but yeah. what, what I what I love about fan tracks, you can see the age of every player. I, so I know, I know that sucks you in. That's <laughs> just, I said that, 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 that doesn't that doesn't help you out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you should not be able to see them age for you. I'm, I'm like doing the calculation every time I pick someone up from the waiver. Like, what's my average age? It's like it's over twenty, like nope. twenty five. No, I can't. I can't pick them up. I can't pick them up. <laughs> and the fact that you have Mo Wagner on your team, like, why? <laughs> uh, well, because because th- th- Thomas Bryant got a season in- injury, so I'm just hoping that like he'll get more usage and something will come out of that. But hitting Mo, like, yeah, so, why? I don't know. Like, I wouldn't I ever. It was ever between, in terms of like opportunity, is between either him or Robin Lopez. So I just maybe going for the younger guy on which. <laughs> what a shot! <laughs> <laughs> and it's also Robin Lopez. Like <laughs> he was decent on Milwaukee. To be honest, he was rostered last season. Robin Lopez? Yeah. He, he was, like, he was oh, coming he off was the bench. Not. Yeah, he was. Coming off the bench, he was pretty no, he decent. He was not rosterable last year. Yeah, he was. He was. It's like just stats. But anyways, continuing to call Anthony Town slander, that doesn't make any sense. No, I'm not saying slander. I'm more saying, like, it's just because what words you told me about being available. I know COVID, but he was, currently still got injured before COVID as well. So the mm-hmm. fact that he's heading towards maybe being injury prone, even last season as well, is concerning for you. And you, that statement about Joe Embiid, you got to be consistent with your players as well, is all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, like, I, I get what you're saying. Um, in terms of, like, concern, I'm not really concerned because he was basically, he, like, played, like, what was, like, four or five, no, four, I think, complete seasons since his rookie year until last season. Like, he played, eight, all, like, basically 80 games. Um, so, in terms of concern, I'm not really. Um, it does his first big, like, big injury he's had last year. Um, happens to basically everyone over their career. So, I'm um, not really concerned. Um, he picked up a minor one to only let him miss like three games, four games, and then he got COVID. So, I mean, I'm not too concerned. COVID is super random. Um, I don't think out of everyone in the NBA, Anthony Towns suffered the most for COVID in his family. Yeah. So I don't think he, he's being irresponsible. I think it's just bad luck because he's playing. Um, they're playing against each other, like all the like different teams all the time. So it's it's bound to, I guess, not it's bad to say, but it's bound to happen um, to a lot of these players. So, I mean, I'm not concerned, but I understand what you mean by like availability. Towns, but I mean, I still choose him over Joel Embiid, but that's another discussion for another day. Uh, I would, I would too, but I'm just saying, I just want you to be consistent with what you're saying. If you're going to criticize one player for being injury prone, one player is getting to be injury prone. So yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, I mean, that, honestly, I, I thought 
Liam brought it a bit, but I thought you guys were gonna do her, so I'm I'm, I'm chilling right now. Well, I yeah. mean, you guys have, you have Blake Griffin, and uh, I could have criticized D'Angelo Russell too because he's garbage, hot garbage as well. Wait, but, I mean, D'Angelo Russell is actually really good. He just gets you points. Do you want me to read his stats to you, Andrew? Oh yeah, you're way too high on D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, you you acting okay, like he's a second round me, pick. Let me, a second let me round pick. Let me let me That's rattle off some stats for you. Let me rattle off some stats for you. So he's averaging twenty points, uh, one point three steals, only three point five turnovers, uh, five point five assists, three point two rebounds. Uh, his free throw is actually really bad this year, seventy percent. Um, he's averaging me three threes and forty, like forty three point six percent from field goal. So it's not terrible. I mean, I know, but I mean, for a second round good. pick, it's not great. What do you mean second round pick? I didn't pick him up second round. Then why do you act like you you chose that like you should be a second round pick? I I, I traded I traded for him because I wanted the good fellows on my team. Ben Simmons. Uh, you just rate him, you rate him way too high. Counting Towns, DeAndre Russell. And do you not rate him too high? Yes or no? I rate I rate him. Of course I do. Too high. Huh? Too high? Oh, maybe he's also only like twenty four. So <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, he's Asian every conversation. <laughs> is it is it is it not for a keeper league though? Does it not is it not a valid conversation to have? Uh, no, it's it's okay. It's it's a fantasy for basketball season first, and then it's a keeper league. So you want to win your fantasy mm-hmm. season before thinking. About I will, but I will. Agreed. So that's why I'm not. That's why I'm not. That's why I'm not worried. <laughs> well, let's move on. Let's All right. move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll move on to. Um, We'll kind of help you guys out a little bit for some uh, for some waiver pickup waiver options. Um, so the basically the prerequisites for the waiver options is basically you need to have uh, lower than fifty percent availability. I know we'll probably give you ones that are not, uh, a lot less, uh, but it has to be fifty percent availability on Yahoo. Um, and um, we're just gonna get everyone kind of just give one. Um, we're kind of we that that conversation with fancy basketball went a lot longer than we thought it was going to. <laughs> I gotta pick so, one uh, here. Jeez. I had a couple. Yeah, or you could do two. Just give me two quick. I'll, I'll just do quick. Okay. I'll just do quick ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, I'll go first, I guess, because I'm down here. Um. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. So the two I have, I'm gonna do as well. I I just um put down Jeff Teague. Uh, he's coming back from being injured, and he's at 27% rostered. And on return, he got 17 points, one rebound, two assists, and two steals, and just 21 minutes of play. So I think moving forward, like I mean the the. What do you call it? The backcourt situation is weird in Boston. So you can either pick up uh, Pritchard or Jeff Teague, and Jeff Teague is just obviously more experienced. So that's it for a pickup. He's at 27%. I think it's worth taking the gamble for this week at least. And Nikhil mm-hmm. Alexander-Walker uh, as well because Lonzo's out, and he's been he dropped 37 like two games ago. Um, That's one of my picks as well if you want okay. to try streaming. Uh, nice. Good show. Good show. I'm going to go, and then Liam, you can go after uh, so my my pickup is uh, Cole Anthony. Um, so he's rostered in thirty in thirty percent of leagues. Um, about a week ago, unfortunately, Markel Fultz just got like a like ACL tear, and he was a starting point guard. Cole Anthony was a backup. So there's a lot of opportunity for Cole Anthony to like uh, blossom in Orlando. Um, he's only thirty percent right now. He's his last three games he averaged uh, I would say about like 14, 14 points per game. Um, he gets you around like. Maybe it was like four assists. Uh, he has a couple steals. In each, he has one steal, zero, and then three. Uh, he doesn't really get you blocks. Uh, rebounds, he gets you around four or five. And the three and threes, he gets you around two. Um, he's, I think his, uh, like his opportunity is going to go higher. The only downside, I would say, so far is his field goal percentage. But he's a rookie, so it's kind of understandable. Hopefully, you can pick that up. Um, but I think the opportunity is there um, with Markel Fultz out. So that's my 
uh, my pick. show for uh, waiver pick. pickup. All right, I'm going to rip through these quick because I had some deep cuts prepared. And uh, again, <laughs> these are for deeper leagues, and I can't believe I'm sharing my secrets with my two arch rivals here. <laughs> um, so one is uh, is Nick Claxton, young center on Brooklyn. They really like him. Um, and we just traded away Jared Allen, obviously. He's hurt right now, but I think he's an injury stash. Don't have to have too high expectations for him. But, okay, so uh, these are, these are, this is deep, deep league. Yeah, this yeah, is like a 16 man league. league. And he's, yeah. he's an injury stash right now. If you got space on your IR, uh, moving along. Which a lot of people, which a lot of people might not. <laughs> but, a lot of people might not. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just saying, keep an eye on him when he comes back. That's fair. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, James Johnson, always been a permanent beast in fantasy. He's been playing a little more lately for Dallas. So I like him in a deeper league. Yeah, these are definitely deep cuts, guys. These are like 14 team leagues or, or more. <laughs> Um, Willie Colley Stein, another player in Dallas who's, uh, who's been putting up pretty good numbers lately, getting more opportunity, um, had to shout out a Kentucky boy and last but not least to like, Oh, and very deep one, Xavier Tillman. Um, he's been playing quite well for Memphis. Uh, just another guy to keep an eye on. Aaron Jackson Jr. is out a little longer than, than, uh, originally thought. So, um, yeah, Michigan state boy, Xavier Tillman yeah. plays hard, good defensive stats. Yeah. And you know if, if I you love guys, me some mm-hmm. some defensive stats. So if you guys uh if you guys want to seem like you guys have a big brain, I think one of those might pop. Will it call you sign very hesitant about that's the only one I'm iffy with you, Liam, because Porzingis um is basically coming back to full form. Um but yeah, I like I like those Xavier Tillman. Um I like uh what was our what was the center you said? Claxon? Yeah. Um and then yeah, so th- those are so many people that could potentially pop. Um, if you're desperate for some waivers, like um, for sure, those will be av- available for you in your league. If you're a 12 man league, 100. percent Um, watch list guy. I'd say for 12 yeah, team league, yeah. they're watch list guys. <laughs> okay, okay. And then, uh, yeah, Andre's a show too, and um, look out for Cole Anthony. So, uh, those are some good for waiver sure. pickups that we could uh, help the listeners. Hopefully, we helped you. And these, this is majority. Like this is this is nine cat. We're not talking about points leagues. No. Uh, but because your points league could be a lot, people's points league are set up a lot differently. Um, this is for nine cat league. Or even eight cat, because a lot of people, some people don't do turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll move on to kind of uh, since we're running out of time, we'll just move on to like uh, college basketball. I okay. know we have some spicy, spicy topics coming up. So this is something we debated in our group chat. This is our, our basic inspiration to our group chat. Essentially, um, we've had this debate uh, so many times, um, but essentially, it's the Big Ten or Big Twelve this season. There's a lot of stuff been happening in college basketball. A lot of games being postponed, but there is still some great college basketball action. And these probably, I would say, the top two conferences right now. Um, kind of get on to get into the, another one later. But yeah, so what, what are you guys' opinions? The Big Ten or the Big 12? Which one's better this year? Well, I have a feeling this is going to be quite one-sided debate. Because <laughs> I know you guys are all both fans of the Big 12. And I was searching my darndest to make a case for the Big 10. But I got to say, I think the Big 12 is better. And I think I trust that teams in that conference more just because in the Big 10, you kind of see it every year. It's cannibalism. There's a bunch of good teams. They beat up on each other. Each of them look really good at certain points. Michigan's looking really good now. Wisconsin was looking really good at the start. And obviously, they're both still like looking good. I think Michigan looks great. But I don't know. I feel like this is kind of the same path that happens every year. They beat on each other. Um, they look good, and then in the tournament, they kind of run out of steam. And I don't know, when's the last time a Big Ten team won uh, March Madness? Oh, I don't think for a while. Um, yeah, Michigan yeah. State, probably? So there's, there's, Michigan State. There's teams that have been close, one. Michigan, Wisconsin. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, no, there's I don't think there's a team that's actually won. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, maybe uh, it's partially uh, due to the strength of the conference that they beat on each other, and then the the last surviving team is kind of is weakened by by the trials they've had to go through. But uh, I think that I would be more confident in Big Twelve teams this uh, year. I was gonna say you could use that excuse though for the Big Twelve as well, because the Big Twelve is other than like usually you get your one team that's pretty pretty garbage. Your Big Twelve, you're beating on each other pretty well, pretty often as well. Like, yeah, no, still, they're both very deep conferences. Yeah, so yeah, uh, like, like to be like, we're we're kind of used to like to understand. We're kind of used to like the Kansas. I'm, I was like, as much as I hate to say this, we're used to the Kansas kind of being like the top team that always comes out of the Big Twelve. Um, but I think this year it's a lot more teams. Well, obviously yeah. with Baylor being. Oh, uh, I guess um, I guess I get like, what you're saying, Liam. Like, this you can you have a different winner almost every year for the Big Ten. The yeah. Big Twelve, you kind of yeah. consistently like Kansas, or mm. maybe another one drops in. Yeah. Every now and then, true. Like, true. I, I think it's still competitive enough to like do that. You could say like they, those teams beat each other up, but for yeah. the most part, in terms of like a gauntlet, I would definitely say the Big Ten is a bit yeah. more like that. Um, but this year, um, to Andre's point, usually it's a one team like Kansas, but this year it's like it's like three, three, four teams that are like yeah. I didn't put upper Texas, yeah. Texas Tech is in there for like, sure. Yeah, so that's why I think I was kind of want to say Big Twelve too, um, and I'm assuming Andre's going to go Big Twelve. Don't say kind of uh, now. Say it with your chest. Uh, what for? Oh yeah, what well, is Big Twelve? Essentially, yeah. it is Big Twelve. Um, Baylor is by far, um, like one of the best teams in the country. Um, they they've shown it. They have. They're like leading in uh, the Ken, Ken Palm. No, no, no net efficiency. They're are they one A or are they one B, Dan? In the country? Yeah, yeah. They're one. They're one A. I'm they're one A. They're one A. They're one well, A. Might, might, might I, I wish. I wish. But... I wish we had the Gonzaga Baylor game. I know. That would have been a good telling. Hang on, Dan. Uh, I've got juicy for I've got Mark Few on the phone. He'd like a word. <laughs> it's okay. I've I've Scott Drew in one year, so I, 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 <laughs> um, I think uh, I think Baylor just has everything. Um, I guess I don't want to go on tangent on Baylor, but they have they're the the best defensive team in the country. Um, they have four the four like their their group of guards is the best in the country as well, like by far. Um, they don't have any like outstanding bigs. But they rebound really well. They have Mike Mark Vidal, which is kind of like a, a prime Draymond Green, uh, a little bit undersized but high energy. Gets you those rebounds. Um, it's college, so you don't need to be like a tower. Um, but I think they have everything they need. They shoot. They're, they're the third best in the uh, in the NCAA in three point percentage at like forty two. Um, I don't think any other any big conference teams close to that. I think it's like all like smaller conference teams. Uh, they, and like they just have everything. They have a kind of person an all-american a preseason all-american but he's going to be an all-american jared butler and um he's a contention for player of the year as well so i think they have all the tools they need and they're leading the conference rightfully so um but then not only you have baylor you have kansas which is a traditional powerhouse um they're good as well they have you have texas who's fourth in the country who just lost to texas tech who's also a really good team yeah um baylor baylor just edged them out uh, yesterday uh, so you have like so these so many of these good teams, and not to mention we didn't I didn't mention West Virginia, I didn't mention um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State with, with Cade Cunningham, the yeah. number one probably the number yeah. one pick next year. Although so, they're out of the I mean, tournament, right? They can't play in the tournament. I mean they're they're appealing, yeah, yeah, they're appealing it. So hopefully it goes through because like, yeah, uh, kind of what yeah yeah kind of led to what Dick Vitale said. Um, you're yeah yeah you're punishing the program for things they've done. But you're also punishing the players by not letting them play in an NCAA tournament when they when they've done nothing. It's all yeah. like the the assistant coach, the assistant coach that and a couple others. I'm not sure who was that were involved in that scandal. So, um, yeah, I hope it goes through. But you have them, 
And, you uh, can't yeah, punish so think, these kids, man. These kids yeah, are playing around every day. <laughs> <laughs> kids play. Whoa, Dickie, are you that's in here? That's exactly what it was. was exactly Join the Zoom call? <laughs> Th- thanks, Dick. Uh, but, so <laughs> I think, yeah, the Big 12 is packed. Um, and that's the, kind of my my evidence, I guess, or my take for why the Big 12 is better than the Big 10. So I'm guessing we already, Danny uh, already chose his team that he, he uh, likes the most in the Power 5 com- uh, conferences. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna say Big Twelve as well, just because um, they're very like I think they are top heavier than the Big Ten. But going into a tournament, that's what you kind of need. You need to be top heavy. So um, just, uh, just purely on equality for those teams, I'm picking the Big Twelve over the Big Ten. Um, and then because just I'm just like kind of looking at the perspective of like, coming March, what team is probably gonna w- make a Final Four or, or a title um, title game? And I think a Big 12 team is more likely than a Big 10 team. So I'm just going to say uh, Big 12 for better than Big 10. Um, and I'm probably going to be on that boat for a while, to be honest. Just because we, have, we do have a lot of Big 10 friends. And I really do not like them sometimes when they come to talk to me about college basketball. So <laughs> purely out of spite, uh, but quality on the, in this year for sure. Yeah, so uh, Liam, do you have any more, you want any more evidence to provide for Big 12? Because I'm loving that. No, yeah. I just, I trust, uh, I mean... It's a lot of these teams, it's a lot about trust with me. And I trust as much as it pains me to say it, you trust Kansas to make a deep run. And I know Baylor, you, tip, Baylor would typically be a team where I'm, I do not trust them. I <laughs> first round upset waiting to happen. But yeah. this Baylor team with all the players they've brought back from last year when they were really good and just another year, they're hungry because they didn't get to finish it off last year. Um, they're a, they're a final four waiting to happen, Baylor, which is going to be very happy for you, Dan. And mm-hmm. yeah, final four for bust for me on them. So I think yeah. that's two teams that should be aspiring for final four compared to one, I think one in the big 10 Michigan. I really do think Michigan is a, uh, really, is, I'm not that high on Michigan. Yeah. To be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm more yeah, high I, I, I think Michigan's Michigan's no joke. Um, think I think so? the one, yeah, yeah, I think, I think one why, underappreciated team in the big 10 though, I have to say is Minnesota. Yeah. Um, yeah I think they're actually, I think they're actually really good. Um, I think there is a couple of teams that are overrated in the Big Ten, but I think that's one very underappreciated team. Um, do, we think I, they're, they're underrated. Do, do we think Iowa is under uh, overrated? Iowa, I would um, think a little I would, bit. I would, say, I would say they're. I would say just they're just rated because they have like two losses, but the two losses were to one a team that I really rate, which is Minnesota, and two to Gonzaga, which is like yeah. the number one in the country say, right now. So, yeah. um, and with the I think they're just rated. <clears throat> Sorry, and with the superstar as well, you can't you can't really go around. Yeah, I think they're just rated. I think I think Wisconsin's overrated. Um, I like Ohio State. I think Illinois is kind of overrated. Now they're a little a little bit I overrated. I think Illinois now. is yeah. overrated. Yeah. Um, and then I so I think those two and I, and like you don't have the traditional powerhouse in Michigan State. I don't know what the hell's happening with yeah, them this year. Them. Yeah. So I I think um I think Big Ten doesn't really. Other than Michigan, doesn't really impress me too much. Um, I think Iowa could do some damage. I don't think they're like a Final Four team, though, if they're if they're up against. Um, I mean, it depends what seed they are. They finish with. They're finished with a one seed, maybe. But if you're going up against like a Gonzaga, yeah. Baylor. Their defense. Um, they can't lock anyone down on defense. Yeah, they can't play, yeah, they cannot play defense. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Like, who, what teams do you like on just in the Big Ten like, right now? If you don't, because I know you say you're not very impressed with Michigan. Uh, Ohio State, I kind of, I'm kind of raiding them a little bit. Minnesota. Um, they the mm-hmm. popping on that train for sure. Iowa, I was gonna say, I kind of do like I'm, I'm a really big fan of superstar players, and Luke Garza is actually like unreal. So oh, like I, I always mm-hmm. like the talent being there, and then like yeah, if he doesn't show up in a tournament, 
I think the team's quality enough that they can help him out to get past at least one round, and then Garza can probably turn it on afterwards, if that was to happen. Uh, Michigan, I don't rate, because I was looking at their games, and they play a really short rotation, and it showed with Minnesota that they got absolutely pumped if their rotation's not mm-hmm. on point. Bum so, rush, I think, was how bum you... Bum rush, was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was a turn. It's a trigger Dev. It's a trigger Dev in another thing. I used it twice, yeah. actually. It worked both times. Um, uh, so then, yeah. I think that's that's my reasoning for Michigan. He's so Liam, and, Liam, he's so I'm just so great graceful with his words. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I choose him. I, I, I so choose eloquent. him. Yeah, I choose, I choose him with my head. I can tell you that, not with my heart. Uh, and then, so then, um, yeah, and that for that same reason, I, I like I don't trust Michigan. It kind of reflects on yeah. Kansas as well, but we can get into that okay. after we're choosing our teams mm-hmm. for Power Five. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, yeah, like I think. A lot of it is like who you who you play, and I think I've actually never been in this situation before where um I my I know my team is so good, and I'm being completely honest here. I know my team is so good that a lot of people are banking on like good wins or like previous schedule wins. Like for example, in the past, Daniel m- might have been like, oh, they beat Illinois and like when they were ranked number four in the, in the season. So Baylor's like good. Like I'm trying to provide proof, but I just know this year they're so good. Like I don't need to do that. That's good. Like keep, like, like the keep thinking the play that though. Proof for themselves. Keep thinking that because we know we know Baylor will upset you. There's gonna be a no, way no, that Baylor will upset say you this year. This so, is we'll there, there's, no way, there's no way NCAA is taking another uh, one of well Baylor's best years in the in their in their program history away from me and a potential NCAA win. It might not be up to you. Do me two, two years in a row. I say it might not be up to you. COVID COVID doesn't have regard for anyone. In my yeah. in my in my in my mind in my no I'm mean, in my mind Baylor uh Baylor has a championship already from last season they're going du- they're doing double no, up this Kansas, year. Kansas would have Kansas would have gave you a run for your money last year did you see I remember like Baylor Kansas game giving them right to the wire Baylor pulled it yeah, off but, but like but like it, it, won, yeah yeah but still it, it could, and March and you that, go either way and that was that was in Kansas no yeah it was in Lawrence but still yeah. like I think last season would have been really like nice to see like the, the, that would have been a Big Twelve like I think tipping point potentially. Um, for like mm-hmm. Baylor beat Kansas in like the tournament or the Big Twelve final, um, but yeah, with this year I, I do believe in Baylor. Um, they have a strong team, but they'll disappoint you now, so I'm not worried. <laughs> uh, speaking of disappointment, Kentucky. All right, let's move on. Uh, so <laughs> let's 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 look. Speaking of no, actually though, actually speaking of disappointment, let's actually look at the ACC mm. um, because that's a, been a conference that's usually the best conference like outright where there's like no discussion but with the with falter of like a, a couple teams that are traditionally really good um so yeah what do you guys give me your, give me your thoughts on the acc man it's so weird to see uh looking at acc standings and seeing duke and north carolina not even on the page almost they're so far <laughs> down there. yeah that's bad. that's bad um like yeah i don't know man they uh and Virginia is not really the Virginia that they they were obviously when they won the title. Um, and Florida State hasn't been as good as they were hyped up a little bit in the preseason. Louisville, I feel, hasn't been as good. Like a lot of a lot of these teams, I don't know. It's just kind of none of these. I don't trust any of these teams to make a deep run. Looking at the at the ACC teams, I think this is like a conference that maybe you have one hot team get to the Elite Eight. At this yeah, stage, I agree with you. I mean, and they're not going to get yeah. slotted great. They're going to have tough matchups in the first round, I think. So that won't help them at all. Yeah, yeah, I, to- I totally agree. I'm like I'm looking at the teams now, and not- no one's really uh, impressed me. Uh, I think I think maybe maybe Virginia, but other than that, like um, Virginia just beat Clemson uh, yesterday, routed, uh, like trounced them. Um, mm-hmm. 
but I think nothing really impresses me to be honest. Uh, like Florida is kind of fringe um, top twenty five right now. Maybe they can make a come up, but it just there's no one that's like really dangerous. Like we, the teams we we mentioned um, in like the, the Big Ten or Big Twelve. Uh, it just I think it's a lot of it's a falter of like Duke right now, which is historically uh, one of the best programs in UNC. college basketball. So we think they'd be like top five, usually at least top ten. Um, they're not. I don't even know what's happening in North Carolina. The past yeah. two, three seasons, they've been so bad. Yeah. Um, not making a tournament again this year, probably. Um, so, and Syracuse, which usually, I mean, they, they haven't been the greatest the past few years, but historically, they've been one of the best programs. Um, so, you just don't see those, like, usuals yeah. that are elevating the conference. They're not there. And then, kind of, we're just left with, like, Virginia and Louisville. Talk about, so, talk about uh, wasting Roy Williams. It's like, like, couple last years if he's gonna stay at unc like they need yeah, him more than ever right now Detroit but done. like oh, man mm-hmm. come back mm-hmm. to kansas i'll take i'll take him put bill self back on the assistant coach we'll take right <laughs> back. yeah so i mean it's tough i don't know um i just don't think they're a good conference at all right now uh, there's no one in there like liam said probably it was it liam i think that you said like past the elite eight um yeah i don't think liam. there's gonna be anyone really like that so yeah that's a big disappointment for me this year. I do want to get to like our Power 5 picks, though. I'm excited for that. Yes. I did a little yes, bit of research yes, so. on this one, and I, I'm kind of confident with my pick. It's a yeah, little bit of a surprise so, pick. So then our next topic is going to be... Um, so we're going to pick a team from the a Power 5 conference that we trust the most and one that we trust the least. So I think um, for, I guess, like Liam, or I'll just since you're very eager to go, you, you okay. go first. So, um, I mean, this kind of excludes, I guess, Gonzaga. Because I did have Gonzaga as my number one, but we're doing Power 5. So, I'm going to be mm-hmm. a little bit of a sleeper here. Um, so, my pick is actually... Oh, wait, wait, sorry, sorry. Before you start, we're going to explain to the listeners what like we mean by Power 5. Because a okay. lot of them are not super familiar with um, college basketball. So, by Power 5 conference, it usually... Um, the kind of definition came up when there's usually five conferences in the in a NCAA Division One that are usually contain the best teams. So, they're called the Power 5. So that contains the Big 12 with teams like Kansas and Baylor, uh, the Big 10 with teams like Michigan, Wisconsin, and so on. The ACC, which is teams like historically good teams like Duke and North Carolina, which we just shit on. So, uh, and then um, there's uh, the Big East with teams like Villanova um, and Creighton, UConn, uh, and then there is the what am I forgetting right now? SEC um, with Kentucky, SEC with Florida, Kentucky, Florida, and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, those are the Power Five. Um, that's just, like it's a it's a definition known by everyone. It's not just like us saying power five. It's everyone knows it as a power five. Um, so that's what that's our definition. So we're gonna pick a team from one one team out of those five conferences as the best as our favorite, and one team as like our least favorite. So or we don't have faith in whatever you want to say the definition. So Andres, go ahead. Okay, so I'm gonna do a little bit of a sneaky pick here. So I'm gonna stay in the Big Twelve, but I'm gonna avoid Kansas and Baylor, and I'm gonna go to. The Texas Longhorns, because I kind of, nice. I'm liking what the like Texas, that. I'm liking what Shaka uh, Smart's building in Texas right now, and um, <laughs> say it, Dre, say it, Shaka Smart, the world, Shock the world, uh, the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> love that, uh, and and he, like his his um his starting five is like he has a good mix of experience and um a freshman that's gonna go top five in the draft most likely, uh, top ten, but top five depending where teams like him. Um, mm-hmm. so Greg Brown, a freshman who's like been playing really well as of late with, um, with Texas, um, he didn't get to play the last game, which kind of hindered them a little bit. I just said for personal reasons, so I don't know, really know why, but, 
Um, they have t- two guards that are junior seniors that are kind of carrying the way for um, for Texas. And they have Courtney Ramney, who's like a third man. They play really small guard in the lineup as well. And they're shooting really well. They're playing good. They have big man and Greg, Greg Brown. They do have kind of a shallow rotation, but I think when in the tournament, um, you only play your best players really anyways. So um, I think Texas could make a push. And um, they trounced Kansas, which obviously is a po- down for me, but positive for my, my pick. Um, and yeah, and they have a rookie that's going to be really great. So I think that's, that's, that's my pick. They have close losses to Villanova, a Villanova's experienced team. So, and a tough loss to Texas Tech, which I was really high on. Um, but anyway, so I think, I think yeah. they, can, I, they can pull up a surprise potentially. In March, in March. Uh, yeah, that's fair. See, you know, this is what grinds my gears is that no matter what, you, you just you you find a way to to get Kansas involved in there and kind of bo- boost them a little bit <laughs> by rating Texas a lot and saying, oh, they beat Kansas, so that means Kansas can't be a bad team because a good team beat them. I just I just hate it. It just, it just <laughs> leaves me very salty, and uh, I don't like it at all. So just don't don't do that next time. Hey man, don't do I don't I don't time. I don't recruit for Texas. It's just it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Liam, give me give me one of your um, teams you really like out of the Power Five conferences. The team I trust the most, and this has been a trust team that most, yeah. has gained my trust in the past few years. And this is the Wildcats, not Kentucky. Villanova oh God, Wildcats. I was gonna say. I think we're all holding yeah. our breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I almost got you guys with that one. Um, but yeah, no Villanova. This is a good Villanova team, and good Villanova teams make the Final Four. Um, they haven't played in forever. That's the only thing um, they've had. Like their kind of sucks. But mm-hmm. um, Colin Gillespie, Jeremiah Robinson Earl leading the team. Um, this is a villa. Obviously, they've got a great, great coach and um, and Jay Wright. They and yeah, I don't know. Villanova's just a team that when they got a good team, you know they're making a strong push. They got upperclassmen. Um, and those are the teams I trust in March. This team beat Texas in Texas, who Dre just raved about. Yeah. Um, they've been, they were running through the the Big East, and they probably will when their games get back on track. And uh, yeah, number three in the country for a reason. Although I feel like people have them as a level below um, Gonzaga and Baylor, but I think they should uh, they should be right up there. Yeah, Big East is Power Five. Um, I thought, I thought, isn't it Pac twelve Power Power Five? Well. No. No, Big East yeah. is Power Five, no? Yeah, it's it's Big East. I'm pretty I thought, sure. I thought it was a Pac-12. Unless it was football. Does it change at all? Are we, are we mistaken? I think or Pac-12 is, like, is, is is Power Five in football because it's, it's much known more for football. Uh, okay. Sorry, I, I thought it was yeah, I thought I'm pretty sure Big East was Power, power Five. Yeah. In any case, we know that the, the Big East is better than and deeper than the Pac-12 anyways. So. I, I don't um, know about this year, though. USC can make In a run. In any case, I'm going to roll with uh, with Villanova. It's a good pick. Jay Wright's always yeah. have a good program over there. You can't. Always, you always can't running. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. I think they're a Final Four, uh, Final Four team pencil yeah. them in. Which is scary because like, yeah. I think, what was it, like two years ago or a year ago? Two years ago, probably. It was like when they were the seventh seed. And they were scary. Everyone's projecting them to, uh, to upset. I uh, forgot what team was in the right side, the top right bracket. But they 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 could have made a run with that team, and um, unfortunately, I think it was Virginia in the, in the top right there. Yeah, they were. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was too, actually. Even though we know what happened to Virginia, but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a good pick, Liam. Okay. Well, well either way, we'll we'll change it to the power six. Uh, we'll include Pac-12 if you want. Yeah. But I think I think on this point, I think it is. I think Pac-12 might be in the power five. I'm not sure. Honestly, I will have to look that one up to confirm. Because in my mind, for some reason, it was a big East always there. Hmm. Um, but but I could be wrong. It could be it could be the Pac-12. Just because I guess the Pac-12 has been so lackluster the past few years. Yeah. We have yeah. teams like, or, like Oregon, Oregon USC, out. UCLA. That's like always like. Yeah, so it probably it probably is a pack so That's my mistake. But either either way, uh, that's a good shout for Villanova. My mistake too. I, I guess I went control. off the board. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Um, so for me, I mean, I already told you guys what my my favorite is. It's, it's um, the one I'm, I most trust, and this is coming from years of trusting Baylor and being disappointed. But it is it's going to be Baylor. Um, what I was going to say? How's that? How's that? Uh, trust in. You can't really trust uh, them then because right? I because I have trust in them year after year even though they disappoint me. Um, uh, because they didn't show you because then they didn't win in reciprocal. I don't think I that's how you build trust. trust. Yeah, I was gonna say if you let you down all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I think this is more blind trust than actual trust. Yeah, blind trust. Yeah, blind trust. Blind trust. I guess I I I kind of what's kind of what I want to say is like yeah I built that blind trust and got disappointed but the fact that I have trust solid trust in them this year is an indictment to how good they are. Because I know, um, like it's for the reasons I said, they have uh, the best group of guards in the in the in all the NCAA. Um, they they have my boy Ch- Chacha Chua. I think what I said name. that right. Um, yeah, what a fucking name. Um, he's a he was a transfer from UNLV. He's actually doing really well. He's a high energy. Um, he, apparently, he's one of uh, Baylor. Like a lot of people, are, like working for Baylor and like all the, the student alums and stuff. There, he's one of their favorite players. So just a fan fave, and um, I think he's. Pulling uh, all the stops for Baylor because we're already a little bit short on big men, but uh, we have him and, and uh, Flo Thamba, um, seven footer. So <laughs> Bro, think, you got great um, names there in Baylor. I know. <laughs> I know. And Matt, and Matt Meyer actually lighting it up from three. So I think we have a lot of good pieces off the bench. We're very, really deep. Um, and honestly, I look look to Baylor to being um, a lot of people's like kind of final four favorite in whatever in whatever um, d- division they're um, they're in. Um, or region, sorry, not division. So I think, uh, without a doubt, I trust them the most out of the the Power Five or our edited Power Five. Um, either way, even even if we d- like, for example, if we did get it wrong, I don't think any of us have any other Pac-12 teams as like one of our like most trusted. Uh, I don't know, like even no. though, like just looking at them now, like they're not. There's yeah. no one team that I would say that is really on my mind that I trust with like um, NCAA six like March Madness success. But there are some good teams there, but not not ones that I trust that I could put yeah. all my That's all my it. marbles in. Yeah, you might be a different variant of a Dallas Cowboys fan with Baylor. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna find out this season. But tell me, tell tell me they're not good this year though. No, they are. Like, they are like, good, but like them? like they like the Dallas Cowboys were good too. I guess when before Dak. No, but down. not but like, like not like. But like they always have the faith in their team. It's gonna go far no matter what. If, if this year, this year could be different for you. Dan is going to be so crushed. We're going to have to be monitoring. You guys have to pick up the you guys have to pick up the pieces if uh, <laughs> yeah. if, uh, <laughs> if that happens. But like the, the Dallas, it's not a really good analogy because Dallas Cowboys are never like one of the best teams in the NFL. Baylor's one of the best teams in college basketball. Well, they were at one point, but like yeah, yours is more present. Well, what, at what more point? <laughs> like yeah, no, what point? I know. I'm just saying, not no. in our lifetime. It's just that you have so much <laughs> faith in your team, and it's and it, it hurts to see. I told you many times, just change teams. It'll be better for you. I think uh, Liam's not, on there. Uh, Liam's we, on that. We'll trade. get this in discussion another time, but I'm not a bandwagoner like you and Liam. So okay, um, I'll stay. I'll stick to my Baylor uh, beers. Well, speaking if of, we'll uh, bring, we, if I want for some firepower on that discussion, I'll bring Dev onto the onto the really? podcast. And, you know, <laughs> the I'll blue and white guys. 
the maze the maze in blue the, the, maze, the, maze, the maze in blue the maze the maze bro just call it yellow what the hell and, uh, um uh, so, yeah my bad team yeah, so, i already know yeah, i don't yeah, think yeah, liam yeah. already knows just, oh, i'm gonna go with this one it's it's easy it's an easy pick it's gonna be kentucky like if we're gonna tell me the start of the season kentucky was gonna be this bad it's like yeah. it's actually like i don't know i don't know what kentucky fans and drake are doing right now but like they they're gonna have to get it sorted because they're their well, team. I'll tell, I'll tell you what I'll tell you what Drake's doing. He's getting some some Baylor Baylor Bears gear. <laughs> Probably he might be. <laughs> um, he's gonna. They're 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 literally on the fringe. Like one like I don't know. We talked about now this last loss was maybe the one that's not making them in March. But they still got one more loss, and they're definitely I don't think they're making it into the tournament. Like it's that bad. Oh, their only chance is to win the SEC tournament. <laughs> yeah, get the automatic bid. Also, how 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 bad has SEC been? Yeah, I like Al- I like Alabama though. I do like Alabama. I think they're going to be surging coming into. They're six and zero in the conference right now. They're surging, they but there's losses. also going to be like teams like Missouri yeah. and like like yeah. Missouri's going to fall off the top twenty five. I don't think they're making it. They um, they, two, making, they may make the tournament, but they're not making like yeah. uh, a top twenty five. They do have two bad losses, but coming into the SEC tournament, they're six and zero. So I think they, I think they, I think they can make a surge. Yeah, yeah. I trust Tennessee the most in the SEC. I think they're the deepest, the deepest team and can make yeah. the deep run, but. But um, yeah, that's my that's my that's Kentucky for sure, hands down. I didn't have to look it up. I just knew it was gonna be Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Liam, go ahead. Rattle off your your least. Phrase. The team I trust the least is actually a team we've mentioned already, and uh, and this is a is a highly rated, I think, overrated team, and it's Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, okay. I oh, think okay. I think they're overrated just because obviously Garza has been he's going to be the player of the year. It's been fantastic, yeah. but. The things I trust in March are good defense and great guard play. And so Garza doesn't fit either of those. So I think this is a team that could be, uh, could have a bit of a soft underbelly in March and, uh, and go out a little early. Um, uh, okay, yeah, interesting. Like, like, they're literally going to like, hot take. What, what's, the last, what's the last team that um, had a big man that carried them into a championship uh-huh. other than like Anthony, like I'm just saying Anthony Davis yeah. and that's it really. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. So I just mm-hmm. don't think it's a recipe for March success. So I think they're yeah. be, uh, a little overvalued. So I'll, I'll be, uh, mm-hmm. I'll be hitting underdogs, maybe not in the fir- their first round game, but I'll be betting on their underdogs and third round, yeah. round game. I can't, I can't wait for Liam's locks for March Madness. Oh, I can't wait for March. <laughs> I'm going to have a bet on every single conference tournament <laughs> game. In the Power yeah. Six conferences, maybe even all of them, like eight, ten. <laughs> have a small bet, like I don't know, two, three dollars on every single game. I think Val, Valpo coming in hot first round for Liam. Yeah, I was gonna say you're, you're, you're gonna have Idaho State Bengals in the Big Sky Conference. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking like a ten, like the one with uh, like Cincinnati. I think uh, AAC a ten with like Dave yeah, Dayton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dayton. Like those those kind of kind of relevant conferences. I won't be going yeah. no, like yeah, Big Sky, American East, like that. <laughs> The Colonial Athletic Association. So I mean, now you're picking the Northeastern Huskies. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe I'll maybe I, I might do West Coast with uh, Gonzaga and, uh, and the boys there. Those those odds are going to be so overwhelmingly like Gonzaga. Yeah, only, no. I, feel like I, I just meant like, like I just meant like games. Like obviously, oh, like, I'll oh, okay, okay. yeah, like spreads and stuff. Yeah, I got you, got you. That's funny though. Interesting take, though. Uh, yeah, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Interesting take. When I just came off oh. saying that, like, uh, I trust the superstar in March, you, you basically <laughs> said the complete opposite. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah. So um, my my least um, my kind of my least trusted that I have 
It's probably, I know it's kind of, it might be a little bit bold take, but I think it's Creighton, uh, Blue Jays. Interesting. Um, I know there's a, there's some buzz around them, but I think <clears throat> I think they're a little bit overrated. Um, I don't think they're, they should, they're like top 10 in the country. Um, and people have them going towards, like usually top eight, top 10 is where people have like the fin- your final four kind of pr- like favorites. Um, I just don't think they're a final four favorite at all. Um, they ha- they have they're six and two in their in their conference play right now, um, but they they're ten and three overall. They lost to Kansas, um, which is obviously you can't say it's a bad loss, but um, they no, lost can't. to Marquette and and Butler as well recently, which is a uh, yesterday, a close win in overtime. Uh, I think they just don't they don't have everything like the kind of the tools that you need, like kind of what Liam said. Um, some of those tools they're not the greatest in, and I just think that they're gonna need a lot more to be able to compete in those. In those like kind of uh, close knit games that you have in March Madness, and I think Crane's not really a proven program to be able to uh, overcome those obstacles. Like for example, like a Sweet Sixteen, or like even even like around a Thirty Two sometimes. So uh, no, they're, it, they're no Baylor. They, they're no Baylor. They don't go to the Elite Eight. Is, Gre- is Greg like McDermott still there? Is it Greg? Greg McDermott. Uh, <laughs> is he yeah, still like, that uh, coach? Dad. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're telling me he's not bringing back Dougie for one final run. Mm-hmm. Well, Dougie Dougie he's got to figure, <laughs> D- figure out his, his play in the Pacers just first. All time leading out. scorer in Creighton. He was actually he was actually <laughs> sick to watch when when he, when he was playing. Mm-hmm. So much hype around the yeah. Creighton Blue Jays. <laughs> all right, so that was kind of a lot. All the college basketball uh, that we're going to talk about today. We have a lot more topics coming up for you guys, but I'm actually enjoying talking about college basketball. We haven't really done that that much. Uh, on the podcast so it was really refreshing it was good hopefully you guys enjoyed it because with march madness coming up a lot of people don't get that much exposure to college basketball until the day hits and then they'll ha- they'll have a lot of time struggling to fill out their brackets because who doesn't fill out a bracket like you don't even have to follow college basketball anyone does it it's super fun um i know i got a lot of people onto it even though they've never watched college basketball before and they've had a blast just following it um even like uh, my my girlfriend Kat got her got her onto it, and she ended up finishing second and yeah. beating me because um Virginia really uh really screwed screwed the pooch for me um getting out that first uh, making history, but yeah. So I think um even guys like Zach, even yeah. Zach has a chance to win a bracket. <laughs> and, he, and he's, and he's a, a randomly an Oregon fan. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So um. Yeah, no, I think uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully we can prepare you guys for uh, for much more college basketball um, banter, and also like just to help you keep track of like what's happening, and maybe because a lot of it's like tr- like the NCAA tournament, a lot of the randomness is also trends that you see out the regular season, right? Um, so I think um, it'll definitely help you guys a lot to listen to it, and hopefully you enjoy it. Um, if you don't like like us or you have any suggestions for topics, let us know at two compass podcast at gmail and then we'll see. Maybe we could bring some some people on, uh, talk about different things. So, um, yeah. But um, so now we are going to pivot to Liam's locks. So Liam's Ooh, legendary locks that we always love to hear. Um, to try to make you guys some money. He made you guys some money last week. Um, yeah, he's gonna make you guys some money again this week. Uh, so you guys should definitely, you guys should definitely, definitely listen to it. Um, I know I've been putting some money on it, making some from Liam. So. Guys, uh, Liam, what do we have in store today? Yeah, haven't lost in a Coons age, boys. We're on fire. Um, <laughs> one of Zach's sayings there. Um, so I think we're going to. Uh, I think we're going to do um, Monday games instead. So we might have to put out a okay. graphic. I think we're going to yes, have so. a, our graphic designer Dre on on the uh, on the cape. Yeah, social media manager. 
just because <laughs> there's much better games on Monday. Usually Tuesdays yeah, is a big game, day for college basketball, but Kansas versus Baylor on Monday, we can't pass that one up. Yes, sir. Um, so again, we're trying to look forward and kind of trying to predict what the line is. I think uh, obviously Baylor's got a better resume to this point. They're at home, so they'll be favored. Um, but I think Kansas gets a lot of name respect. Um, so I don't think the line will be too, too high. And for that reason, I think it should be something around maybe five and a half, six. Um, and I think Baylor, uh, extends this to about wins by 10. So my first Liam Locke is Baylor at home. Uh, one of the best teams in the country, one, a one B, whatever you want to say. I think Kansas is good, but has looked a little shakier than than normal this year. And Baylor usually gets, uh, gets destroyed by Kansas, but this group of players, they had some success. They beat them last year. Um, and I think they, uh, they're going to enjoy it. even better. Ab- yeah. yeah. Even better. Okay, they're going to enjoy pummeling this Kansas worse, team yeah. home. And, and I also want to add them to your spread. If it is less than like seven or less, uh, Baylor's only like Baylor, Baylor's 12-0 right now. And all their wins have been with eight points and above. Mm-hmm. So if they get that spread, that like the trend is that Baylor's going to be winning by that much. Um, I know Kansas is, is like a, a tougher opponent, but they're also like to what you said. They play at home. Um, they already have. They're having Kansas' number. They beat them last year. They're only better this year, and uh, I don't think Kansas is as good as they were last year. So no, they got no guards. Uh, they got no true point guard, which is gonna hurt them. But we'll see what yeah, happens. And Baylor has a, an amazing has amazing team defense, and they have like uh one like two players that were last year in the top ten um nominations for defensive player of the year, and Davion Mitchell and Mark Vidal. So hey, Marcus Garrett won it last if, year. If, if there's any, yeah, if there's any, like, if there's any uh, team, like, kind of concept that needs a point guard, it would be against Baylor because you can't yeah. have someone that doesn't know how to run an offense if you're playing one of the best defensive teams in the country and you're yeah, gonna have I those agree. like dogs if any. I agree. So yeah, there you go. And then uh, so moving on, we got an NBA pick as well. And Monday's a big day, guys, because we got Brooklyn Nets at home against Milwaukee Bucks, another clash of the Titans in the NBA. So. Um, I'll be sitting my butt on the couch that whole day yeah. Monday. Um, <laughs> but again, with betting, it's all about finding the value. And I think this is where Kyrie Irving should be back. Lots of hype on the Nets. They're at home. They should be favorites, probably maybe around four and a half, five. Um, we'll have to check back on lines closer to game time. But I think this is this is kind of like where the big brother's been on top of the pile, the regular season pile for a while, and the little brother Brooklyn Nets are trying to scratch and claw to knock them off. And I think Milwaukee kind of shoves them down low and, and keeps them at bay for a little bit longer. Oh, and damn, I think okay. Milwaukee shows up yeah. and I think they, uh, they at least keep this one within the spread might even win outright against nice. the Nets who might have uh you know, they're obviously going to be, be good and probably do better come playoffs, but they, uh, they still got some, some team, uh, team chemistry to, to gel through. So I would be going with the away team bucks in this one against the spread. Damn, nice. I agree. I kind of, uh, I'm on that patrol because Yanis started off slow, so that record's a little bit skewed, I think. Um, mm-hmm. He has been picking it up these past couple games, this week or two. So, yeah, I can totally see that. And chemistry issues is a big thing for me as well. I mean, you barely beat the Magic, for God's sakes. Yeah, I, th- I think, like, to what Liam said, I think Brooklyn's going to get a lot of love because Harden just went there. I and mean, rightfully so, but to kind of go, go off the jump and just kind of get that chemistry going and b- being able to play, like, that good offense on a on a team led by Yanis. Um, so I, I don't know if that's going to be really ideal for them. And I think for betters, I think it's to your benefit to take advantage of that because it probably won't happen later on in the season. But just get it while it's hot now. 
And Milwaukee's got really good defensive matchups for the three big stars, Holiday on Kyrie, um, Middleton on Harden, and then Giannis on, on Durant. So and Kevin Durant, yeah. on a team that lights out offensively with three stars like that, I think those are three three of the possibly the best uh, matchups in, in the league for those guys. So It's a good point. Good thing you brought that up. That's a good point. So, yeah, we're riding with Milwaukee and Baylor. The green, the team's in green on Monday night. Let's go. Yeah, there you go. I got Liam's picks. Like I said, we'll get the social media manager, Andres Rodriguez, will be getting those graphics out for you. Um, but, yeah, no, thank you guys. Um, I think that kind of covers everything, right, guys? Like, we'll have a lot more content for you next week. Um, but we just want to say thank you again for everyone listening, for all those devout listeners. Um, so just remember to give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts if you guys can. Um, follow, subscribe, listen, whatever you guys in whatever platform you guys can. Um, we have our podcast out in a few other platforms now, so not only just the main three, the big three, the power three, but um, <laughs> but uh, we so we just hope you enjoy everything, the content. Um, well, addition of Andres, uh, so as you guys could tell, we uh we got the banter flowing a lot today, yes, probably the most we've ever had. So. Um, many, many more arguments to come. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Rock Talk Jayhawk. Rock Talk Jayhawk.